to get a sense of what the challenges that we have at senior management level are. But, but what has occurred in the year as we try to fill the senior uh, management vacancy? And I think we have done our best to attract and recruit the best talent there is in the, in the market uh, requirements permitting. And we have brought a good number of uh, talented, dedicated, and patriotic South Africans who have joined the fold of the, of the senior management of the department. And we are very convinced that uh, using that analogy that we gave at the beginning of the year, that we were not necessarily going to uh, promise to challenge for the championship. We, we think we are ready in the new year to challenge for the championship, not just to avoid relegation, but to challenge for the championship. And, and, and we are not deluded and we are not oblivious to the challenges that, but we think we are up to the task. I thank you, Chief. <coughs> Thank you very much, uh, DG, and to your team. As I have said, this is a beginning of quite a few meetings that we are going to have with you, with yourselves, based on the visits that we have had, and we are going to continue to have them as part of our oversight visits. Um, if I may just ask you one issue, DJ, quickly. Since you took over as a DJ, how many people did you take through the consequence management processes, except those that were charged for corruption and resigned, just for incompetence and other things? We, we uh, just from the top of my head, I, I know of one case at a senior management level that is currently running, and uh, we hope to conclude it uh, in the in the next uh, before before the end of April. We hope to have it concluded. It also has some hallmarks of performance related to it. But but I know, Chair, you did raise this with me previously that beyond charging people for corruption and impropriety. You would want to see us um, uh, dealing with having consequence management for poor performance. And what I'm glad of is that the, the, the senior management of the department, the very senior management of the department, is sitting with me in this room, but also is joining online. And so, so they know what is expected of us as this court before, as we, when we appear before you. No, no, thank you very much. Um... I think one issue that uh, uh, we just have to put it to your attention, uh, that this process, we are required to report to the house um, about the oversight visits and what we have done. So this is part of that process. And so that we can have a report to the house um, in the next quarter. And we are uh, the issue that was raised by Honorable Janji and Honorable Nivor Jerkins, and it's going to form part of the report to the House. We are going to ask the House to engage the Public Service Commission. We, we do think that uh, those of us who have served in this committee before 
and I think even Honorable Swart and other members, uh, most of what we are hearing, we've heard it before. Now, as representatives of the people, mm-hmm. one of the problems that our people are faced with, it's a collapsing uh, office of the master. So we can talk about all of these things that we are changing, we are turning things around, we are changing this, we are changing that, but at the call phase of what is facing our people, it's a dysfunctional system. And time has come that as the representatives of the people, we can no longer just be satisfied with administrative reports. When impact on the ground is different from what we are hearing from the administrative reports, we can no longer accept it because we must be able to say to our people, indeed, we have an understanding of what are the challenges in the Department of Justice and Correctional Services. We have to say to our people, we have a department that is fit for purpose or it is not fit for purpose. For instance, if you have for some time when there was no BAC, what kind of a department is that? When your own uh, risk assessment uh, identified this issue in 2018, 2019, and we are just talking about just one issue. And uh, you know that when we deal with the department as a whole, there are a lot of other issues. Even when we went, even when we met with the the judiciary um, uh, in the various provinces, there are quite a number of challenges that our people are faced with from the department. So we cannot really say we are just going to trust what you are telling us. I think we have reached a stage, it's not a reflection on you as individuals, um, but your predecessors for many years who have been promised many turnarounds. We have been promised many turnarounds. Now, you have, the minister said, at some point, the vacancy rate was 28%. You are going to bring it down to 17%. And I got a sense that in a way, you are self-satisfied as an achievement that you have brought it from 28 to 17. But based on whose standards? Because the public service says 10% and below. Even 17% is way too high. 
it's way too high. Unacceptably high. So on our side, we, we just want to let you know that um, we are going to have a much more detailed terms of reference that we are going to, to develop as a committee so that when a resolution is put before the house for the public service commission to assist, to come and assist, uh, it is based on those detailed uh, resolutions. This is meant to strengthen the capacity of the state. This is meant to ensure that our people are served properly by our government. It's not a vote of no confidence on anyone. We understand that most of you are new uh, in, uh, uh, in this department. You have just been appointed to senior management, but we are interested and much more interested in systems, in improving the systems, systems that will outlive all of us. We don't want systems that are based on the incumbents. If they leave, everything collapses. We want to ensure that we assist, we work with, with yourselves uh, to, to strengthen the state as a whole. Honorable Janji raised an important point that this, the vacancy rate has been high since 2011. It's now 2022, and we are happy that it's going to be 17%. So that is not a department that on its own, we can say it can turn the corner in a shortest period of time. In fact, my view is that with all your best endeavors, it can take close to 10 years at the rate at which we are going. And our people are not ready to wait for 10 years. They are not ready. They want a change now. So we have an obligation ourselves to ensure that we, we lend a hand to ensure that uh, this uh, department is turned around uh, urgently. So we are still going to also go back to our records of, the, of this meeting and to check some of the issues that members raised as further information that was, that was required from yourselves. We will be writing to you to request that particular information, but there are other issues that we are still going to come back to you to raise. For instance, it will be important that you can start preparing for, uh, start now engaging the Department of Public Works uh, there, there is a disaster waiting to, waiting to happen at Pambridge, a magistrate court. And the, the judiciary and everybody there is concerned that that court can collapse at any time. So these are the challenges that we are concerned that keeps us awake at night. And we think that... Um, um, you, you, you have the right intentions, you have the right skills, um, but we need 
a faster pace that, than what we are getting. Thank you very much, members. The, the meeting is adjourned. Um, thank you very much, DG and to your team. I'm not sure thank whether. You, thank you very much. I'm not sure whether Dr. Lutz is still around. Good afternoon, Chair. I am present in the meeting. Thank you very much. Uh, can we can we now go through the as well? Thank you very much, Dr. Lutz. Can you take us through? Recording stopped. Thank you, Chair. I will do so. Um, I'm going to try my best to represent Recording in progress. Roberts as, as best as I can. Um, and hopefully I um, do a good job at it. Um, the, uh, the proposed uh, amended bill was emailed to members, I think, yesterday. My apologies for the, the short turnaround time. Um, but we were quite pressed for time. The, I mean, the first thing members will see in the proposed amendments is to the long title of the bill. And that's where we go into the area of having to seek permission from the House to, um, to expand the scope of the bill. And I think... Um, uh, sorry, Dr. Lutz. sorry, Dr. Lutz. I think it's something that I should have tried to address before. Uh, members, can I suggest that... Uh, Maybe when three o'clock comes, we use the other devices to join uh, the house and we ensure that at least we finish this thing today um, so that uh, it is published as we agreed for public comments. I think after today, uh, our next week is it's upside down. It will be difficult uh, to meet. And if we don't, give a, a, a go ahead today um, or this term, then it will be difficult to have to take advantage of that two weeks. Uh, in fact, that, uh, that uh, recess that will allow for public participation. So I'm asking for members' indulgence uh, if we can use other devices to join in the house. Is that in order? Yes, Chair. We agree. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is there anyone who disagrees? Uh, none. Uh, yes. Thank you. Can you proceed, uh, Dr. Lutz? Thank you, Chair. Um, I'll also try from my side to be as concise and to the point as possible to yes, save time. Yes, that will be appreciated. I will do so. Um, so, Chair, just to, uh, to highlight, I think Ms. Silkstone has prepared an um, interim report that we will uh, present to the committee after I've highlighted the amendments, which will address these additions of commercialization, cultivation, um, religious exemptions, and so forth, for permission then um, to take the process further. Um, then I'm going to skip to uh, members have seen most of the, um, the technical amendments and the exclusions which Advocate Roberts have already addressed. So I'm just going to jump to the pertinent points that um, we're, we were asked to deal with. One such was in the cannabis definition um, where debates and deliberations are focused on the 0.2% THC per volume. 
Um, in our technical discussion with Advocate Roberts, uh, we figured out um, that what's happening here with the that 0.2% and the 2%, uh, the suggested amendment, it's not, um, it should not be seen as a, a, an arbitrary hindrance, but rather as a, a definition that guides the bill in explaining what falls inside and what falls outside certain scopes of certain regulatory provisions. So by upping that percentage to more than 2%, we are actually giving a broader scope of private use protection as per the Constitutional Court judgment than we would if it was 0.2. So the, um, there is a clear rationale behind the proposed 2% in um, giving as much private uh, privacy protection as possible while also regulating um, certain offences. And then here with um, within option two, um, where option one that he previously presented was uh, was a very basic form of that, not looking at the percentage, but just the concentration. We're proposing an option two here for the committee to um, consider to give us a mandate to publish chair. Um, with just small exceptions here with the C1, those provisions um, that will be the exceptions to the two-point centers where offenses are regulated, but with the aim of protecting children. Um, or here with um, the further provisions here, also with the protection of people of adult persons who do not consent to the smoking or the use of cannabis in their um, in their presence. So the exceptions here are with specific um, protection aims and to balance that right of the child and and other people's um, uh, personal preferences with that right to private use. Then, as per the constitutional courts. Um, Judgment. Chesa, I would like to put this option two to the committee to get guidance whether we can use this in um, this extended version um, to put to uh, in the bill for public comment. Thank you, Chair. Um, do we agree with option two, members? Chairperson. Honorable Chair. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, I think it. To me, I'm fine with option two. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Uh, any other hand? I think we are great. Let's move. Thank you, Chair. We will then do so. Then I'm going to jump down to um, just to TA uh, here with um, immature cannabis. Um, that that centimeter um, reflection with Im Im uh, immature cannabis has been deleted to just say, but excludes a seedling. And then with the definition of seedling, the um, centimeters have been adjusted. So Advocate Roberts just did a adjustment there also to um, include such expansion. And then he previously did mention the amendment with regard to smoke um, to also in um, include in its ambit then the NL and XL of vapor and so forth to cater for our current um, reality. Then with the definition of THC, during our technical discussions, we looked at that definition. And for me personally, it was quite scary because I, I'm not a scientist. And we um, we asked that it be um, made more accessible so that people who pick up the bill and don't have that scientific background or any specific knowledge of um, a cannabis composition would also understand what that THC definition means. And um, the proposal that we put to the committee is the following. So we keep the, to an extent the... Um, here, 
just the, the technical scientific part, but then in brackets explain what it is. So with that version, which I can't um, express or pronounce, it means a non-psychoactive chemical that may be converted. And that one means a psychoactive chemical. But what we also then picked up in our discussions is that it may for just for um, for completion's sake be necessary to not only define THC, but THCA. Um, and to then say that the THC is, is a psychoactive chemical that includes THCA, and then to define THCA as a non-psychoactive chemical that may be converted uh, to um, the THC, just to break down that difference and to make it more accessible as a definition to the general public that don't have um, the specialized knowledge that that uh, would require. Um, so, Chairperson, I would like to uh, propose the inclusion of option two as the broader version, the more expansive definition um, for inclusion in the bill for public comment. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Members. Option two. Honorable Chair. Option two, Chair. Option two. Is there anyone who disagrees? In uh, none, we agree with option two. Let's Thank you, move. Chair. Um, then I'm going to move on to the commercialization um, clause, where uh, the issue here was to tread that fine line within um, not letting the bill be seen as an obstacle towards future commercialization, while also adhering to the fact that there are certain international um, uh, agreements that South Africa's party to um, that would require us to at least give some guidelines in this bill without treading on the mandate of other, uh, other departments and entities as far as policy development. So the focus here is to um, empower uh, that there can be um, the enactment of legislation to address this commercialization for recreational cannabis, but then to also in a more simplified version than the version we had before, just say that the focus of this commercialization, um, the legislation must keep in, into account that it must be harm reduction, um, demand reduction and so forth focused to keep us within that realm that Advocate Roberts also indicated other, uh, other countries followed to meet both the commercialization demand as well as our international obligation demand to write, to walk that fine line that the focus is harm reduction as well. So Chair, this is um, a very uh, simplified version it, uh, that brings us more to the point. Um, we have a definition for commercialization here that means an activity relating to cannabis plant cultivation material, cannabis plants, cannabis or cannabis product, products, which is authorized and regulated by the mentioned um, future national legislation and recreational purpose then uh, means cannabis plant cultivation material, cannabis, plant, cannabis and cannabis products that is used for recreational use and then future legislation can expand on that. Um, but uh, so we're putting, we're opening the door but um, and just like giving some guidelines about being too restrictive. So that chair then is the new proposed uh, clause for commercialization, which I put to the committee for guidance for purposes of publication for inputs, Chair. Thank you. Members? Agreed to, Chair. Uh, any dissension? Okay. None. Can you proceed? Thank you, Chair. Then I'm going to move on to the one that was the religious um, exemptions. 
Um, as far as I understood it, um, Advocate Roberts had some consultation with uh, representatives of the Rastafarian faith. So that informed um, this uh, proposed uh, revised amendment that, that our focus is more on the faith-based religious aspects um, that can also be drawn back to the public participation inputs that we received. Members expressed concerns with regard to the permits and the obligation that would have been placed on Parliament with regard to the um, approval of such permits that that may uh, go into the realm of a separation of powers. So members will see that this new clause, which is it's quite lengthy, um, but it, most of the length is with regard to the allowing of the giving of reasons and the asking of reasons. So it's the Audi principle that's quite fleshed out in this clause. But it comes down to the fact that um, authorised representatives will apply um, to the minister and the minister will then interact with or whoever uh, is assisting the minister will interact uh, with them, ask for reasons, um, ask other in interested parties and so forth. Could uh, there be recommendations asked from the commission? And the commission here defines, sorry, Chair, it's quite long. Um, the commission here defined then is here the commission of the promotion and protection of the rights of cultural, religious and linguistic communities. So inputs will be given as well. It won't just be um, a consideration of such a, a, a an application in a vacuum. Um, and there, the rest of the clause is basically to say that there are form and manner requirements. When must something be done? What must be done? What the application must entail? But um, the, to, to work against that separation of powers infringement, what will happen now in terms of this clause is that um, Parliament will, at certain intervals, receive um, the tabling of, um, of what is being done. So Parliament will be kept abreast for reporting purposes. Like here, the Minister must table copies of the permit, the application, and the written reasons for the decision in Parliament before publication of the permit. And this will then empower Parliament uh, to um, exercise its oversight in terms of the constitution and the mandate. So what this clause does is with the um, with requiring the reporting to Parliament at certain intervals with regard to certain decisions, um, it uh, helps Parliament to, to maintain its constitutional mandate of oversight without impeding on the separation of powers and dragging Parliament into the administration, which is not its realm. So it looks, um, this clause looks very intimidating and long, but in actual fact, it's um, it's just allowing for all of that and the audience to allow all um, all the affected parties to give their opinions and to um, allow for reasons and to ask for reasons. So I put this very extensive um, special measures provision to the committee chair for um, for permission to include this in the uh, the public a call for opinion on this proposed revised version. It's extensive, but I think that will also aid in giving the public as much information as possible to come back. And then we can always refine it and, and, and maybe write it in a more concise version with that input in mind. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, members. Any comment? Chair, Yes, I think, Chairperson, I, I hear Ms. Lutz on this one. Uh, but in my mind, uh, a question comes, what kind of decisions, just for, 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 for information, so what kind of decisions that will have to uh, the minister bring to us? Uh, because 
uh, I'm thinking if they made uh, the community or whoever makes an application and then uh, they sit down and they work on it and then they feel that they are satisfied, at what point where the minister would bring those decisions to the parliament and report? And what kind of, of, of I mean to say, what kind of decisions, just if I may ask, I'm not sure exactly, if, but I want something like that, Chair. Thank, thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Uh, Dr. Lutz. Uh, thank you, Chair. If I understand Honorable Jelly correctly, is this that um, where the committee would like there to be an inclusion of, say, the minister must at certain intervals, with specific interval um, indications, uh, public, uh, or bring something to Parliament? Or is the question what the minister must bring? Because if the question is what the minister must table, it's anything of relating to the permit um, application. And that, and uh, when that permit application information must be published in the Gazette. If the committee wishes there to be some sort of annual or biannual um, reporting on this, uh, we can include that. Uh, but I would beg um, uh, uh, some as uh, just some scope to be able to listen to the public submissions to, to uh, determine the impact of these parliament uh, of these permits before we make a judgment call on how often such reporting should be, so as to empower the committee most as well. So if I can just get guidance from uh, from the committee through chairperson, which aspect of the um, of the reporting by the minister is um, the issue here? I think, Chair, I did indicate that that's where I get, uh, I needed a clarity, in fact, from Ms. Lutz, uh, in terms of saying <clears throat> which, at which uh, uh, because we are saying the applications, if they make the applications to the minister, they will have to, there will be a point where they come to the, the government. So I wanted just to that is why I said to you, I'm not sure if maybe what I'm asking, I even hear myself, but I wanted to find out at what point or is there any going to be any legislation uh, that we are going to come with in terms of supporting uh, the issue of the application or what? That's why I said even myself, I'm, I'm not even sure exactly what I want there. Thank you, Chair. So your challenge is on uh, C. The minister must table copies of the permit. Is that where your challenge is? Yes, yes, to parliament. Yes. Dr. Lutz? Chair, uh, thank you. I, I think with indulgence, that is um, where... Uh, I think public inputs will guide us because this is very much a clause that, that came to being out of further consultation. But I think from public submissions, if we put this to the public to get an indication of where the impact will lie from the applications that Honourable Jelly is referring to, we can then craft the relevant uh, application requirements and um, the publications to an uh, a, um, notices to Parliament with that those specific needs before us. At the moment, this is very much a um, I want to say a, a clause crafted with very limited information, having identified where there is a need. But but we would um, gain greatly from the benefit from the public submissions in in 
in further crafting this to answer those questions um, that Honorable Jelle has raised, because that, that exactly is, we don't need know where the impact falls yet. And if those uh, communities come and they give a response to this, then we can um, draft that uh, with the guidance of the committee and with permission, Chair. Thank you. But that sounds very odd. Uh, so, uh, sorry, Chair. Um, the, the 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 getting the guidance or or the um the asking the, the, for publication. Yeah, the clause itself. The minister must table copies of the permit, the application, and written reasons for their decision in Parliament before publication of the permit in the Gazette. Is that that's the the aim behind that is to give Parliament information constantly so that it is empowered to ask the department the relevant questions if it thinks something is going wrong um, or is uh, not being properly processed with the permits and applications or if it finds that the reasons being provided isn't sufficient. Uh, but that empowers Parliament without placing a responsibility on Parliament to approve permits, which would uh, is the question that the committee previously raised is that would bring um, Parliament within the realm of the administration of of mm. such permits, which is then a possible infringement on the separation of powers. So the, the idea of this is, is so that the committee is constantly updated of um, the permits, of which applications are received, of the reasons that the minister gives for certain decisions, um, so that in its oversight, the committee can ask those pertinent questions. And if something in the administration of this um, act then is um, wanting the committee can call on the department to fix that. I think that if maybe um, just to clarify the intention behind this provision. Thank you, Chair. No, Honorable Jell, I, I would think that for the purposes of publishing, let's allow it to pass, but it's, a, it's an odd one. I think we will come back and debate it. It's, it's an, because Parliament is inviting is it's inviting to itself an unnecessary administrative burden. Because no, once the, once those copies have been tabled, then the speaker will for Parliament to take a decision will have to refer it to the committee to the relevant committee or an other committee. It's it's an unnecessary administ administrative burden. Oh, thank you, Chair. Sorry, uh, apologies. Um, uh, can I continue? Yes. What, uh, what do other members say? Must we agree it for with it for publication purposes now? Then we can come back and debate it. Or do you want to um, to to further debate it now, Christine? Chair, um, I, sorry. Barbara. Barbara, did you want to go? Uh, the chair, I, um, Christine also um, considered this, these, so uh, her inputs may be very valuable. I, I'll wait for her response. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Um, I think, I think, if, look, if we, 
At the, as, as the clause stands, it means that it, that the tabling is ready for information purposes. Um, I don't. We don't have the power to approve or anything like that. So, but but I, I mean, perhaps we do need to think about what the appropriate role of Parliament would be in all of this. But if we remove it now, then it's not in the published bill. And therefore, it would be something that, that we would then need to add. And if we then decide at a later stage, we want Parliament to have a role. So maybe just leaving the clause in for now, there's, we've given Parliament a role. We're not quite sure whether, what, whether we want a role or what that role should look like. But at least we've, we've, we've created something around which there can be discussion. Um, if it's not there, then we would be adding it at a later stage and we wouldn't have the benefit of um, public input on, on that particular um, clause. I don't know if that helps a little bit. Okay, what is the view of other members? Honorable Jenna? Thank you, Chair. I think she has covered me very well. Thank you, Chair. Okay, can we proceed now? Thanks, Gemma. Thanks to, uh, to Christine. I think she more eloquently expressed um, what I was trying to say. So with great thanks. Um, uh, thanks to Chair and the committee as well. I will then include this um, provision for consideration. Um, Chair, then uh, there was also talk of a palliative care provision. Um, the new clause is there. It's to give guidance um, as to in what circumstances a certified person can who requires palliative um, uh, palliation or suffers from certain severe de um, debilitating physical or mental health conditions may use uh, um, cannabis for self-medication. It, um, it it really does give a role for um, the relevant, as I understand it, the the health uh, health professionals for their for their input or or regard of this, but also to uh, not have the person who is using this for palliative care or self medication reasons and such severe conditions uh, to also give them some sort of a, a safeguard. Um, that if they use it, that, that it's understand, understood within which context they are using it and that the bill should not be read as um, obstructing that use. Chair, this is then a new clause that we also would like to put to public comment just to, to see if we understand the, uh, the needs and the, and the framework within which those needs can be addressed within the bill um, properly. So I put this to the committee chair just um, for guidance whether we can do so. Thank you. Members, Honorable Jelle, is it an old hand or a new hand? It's an old hand, Chair. Oh, okay. uh, but if there's no one who maybe would come in, I think let's, I agree with Ms. Luz, let's leave this one for the comment or because she says it's, they've just in, uh, uh, inserted it now. Thank you. Okay, Chair. thank you. Anyone who disagrees? No, let's proceed. Uh, Christine, is your hand up? Sorry, it's an old hand. Okay, thank you. Can we proceed? We'll do so. Thank you, Chair. Then, um, Advocate Roberts has already addressed the class changes that with regard to the cultivation of offences. Um, so I won't burden uh, the committee with duplication mm. of what has been previously um, discussed. Yeah. I think what is important here is um, uh, questions were put with regard to how the Howard policing work. And... Um, 
there a provision has been made for an adult person who transport cannabis in a vehicle on a public road and who contravenes or fails to comply with any condition, restriction, prohibition or obligation set. So that would allow then for guidance in that area um, where it comes to such transgressions to be allowed or to, and regulations um, to find application. Without, so this bill will not um, the intention is that this will not be read as um, a hindrance uh, to to such um, aspects. Um, so that was just to maybe allow for the application scope and for um, guidance in that area to develop without being too restrictive within the scope of this act. Um, with your guidance, thank you, Chair. Uh, members, uh, can we agree to that for 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 the purposes of public comments? Yes, Chair. Agreed. Very much. Let's proceed. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, members. And then um, I I think it was um, Honourable Jelly who raised the very pertinent question in previous meetings um, with, uh, with regard to imprisonment and offences uh, uh, with the convictions. And unfortunately, South Africa. Um, we do not have a system yet that we uh, that allows just fines. So within the realm that we're working in, to allow just fines um, would be a problem. But the option one was previously presented. But we would like to um, to put option two to the members where we've dropped the uh, fifteen years to eight years, six years to four years, um, just for for that aspect. I don't know. I think. Christine, I will just have to check. If Christine can maybe give me guidance, I'm not sure why. Oh, six months is fine, but I'm not. I'm not sure why Sorrel made that one twelve years. I think it should also be two years. So apologies, Chair. That um, will change uh, just to align those. But to but what is um, new to the members? What we haven't previously um, put to the committee is to drop the ten years to eight years and the five years to four years just to allow for some more leniency. And with permission, Chair, we would like to, to put those more lenient um, uh, timelines for conviction to the public for comment. Thank you, Chair. It will be option two. Yes, Chair. Yes, Chair. With that one adjustment um, that I think was just a typo. Thank you very much. The members, option two with the correction to the typo. Honorable Chair. Thank you, Chair. I think, uh, 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 let me just agree. Just uh, Chair, a little bit, maybe Chair, when we, when we, I raised this issue, you were, you, it was when you were punished by a load shedding. Yes, <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, yes. I think, yes, my, my concern on this one was that I know of women who are uh, uh, involved in, 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 in this uh, issue a chairperson of cannabis in terms of uh, uh, commercial purposes. And I know that uh, if it happens that they are found uh, on the wrong side of the law, if you're going to take a mother with a single mother with uh, four, three to four uh, children in jail for 15 years, for me, it was going to be a, pro a problem, especially when they uh, she's using uh, they are using this for to you know to feed their children and and take care of their families. That that's how I came up with this uh, issue, but to, with other reasons, chair. But I was just concerned with it. 
Uh, but I'm happy with the, the, these years that they have taken down, but we'll also continue uh, sensitizing the courts in terms of or also considering these issues because it, it is we don't encourage people to be on the wrong side of the law, but we must also think of uh, other issues uh, 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 you know that make people to be involved uh, in, in especially when you come to the family matters uh, chairperson. We must also be lenient and then have or, or, uh, uh, like I, I did make a presentation. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Um, so for now, we are still covered. Yes, Chair, I'm covered because anyway, it, it, it will still go for, for uh, public participation. Yes, thank yes. you very much. Thank you, uh, thank, thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Member. Sorry, just to correct myself, Chair, I read, I read years and not months, so that is fine. Um, we've, we're dropping four years to a proposed 12 months. I think I'm reading double at the moment with all the legislation. So we will then, um, with permission, then publish, publish option T. Uh, for public comment. Um, and then, Chair, the, the rest is more or less a technical amendments that um, I think Sorrel has previously addressed. Um, this idea with the expungement has also been previously put to the committee, so we did not touch those, those previously proposed amendments, which we will then include, um, and some technical amendments with the regulations. All that was added, as far as I could see, was the minister in consultation with cabinet member responsible for health must make regulations to prescribe uh, the form and content of the certificate contemplated. And those are the certificates that we now will be bringing in. So just to empower, that's just an empowering provision. Then Chair, um, with regard to the schedules, um, because we are proposing adjustments to certain um, to certain levels uh, and, and quantities, the proposal is with the committee's permission then to take those adjustments um, straight through to the uh, to the schedules as well to get public comments. So to to take one flowering cannabis up to two immature cannabis plants um, to carry that through to um, to, to just like adjust the grams and the quantities um, and also to put those adjustments that are consequential amendments um, to the proposed adjustments in, in the text of the bill to the public so that we can draw that um, comparison through and also see how it will impact on the schedules chair. Um, uh, I think if I just ask the members for guidance, I do, I'm not um, a scientifically... <laughs> empowered to explain why certain grams or certain um, plants but I can say that it has been changed to broaden the scope of the um, of the privacy protection as far as use uh, to allow for that that um, broader area and to accommodate the constitutional court's uh, judgment thank you chair with with your guidance thank you very much uh, members Chair, thank you very much. I, I don't think, Chair, we have to touch on this one. Let's just leave it as, as she was uh, explaining to us. We are not also, we rely on them to assist us on these issues or sometimes. Uh, I think let's leave that one as it is, as she has put it. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Anyone who disagrees? None. I'm grateful. Thank you, Chair. And then with those with those adjusted, like uh, straight through from four to six and so forth, um, these are all within the same realm of grants and, and plants. 
for that extension with the permission of the, uh, the committee chairperson, we would then uh, request a mandate to um, from the committee for that interim report consideration, which Christine will deal with, and to publish this uh, for comments and guidance from the public um, due to the expansion of the scope of the bill. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. That report will need to go to the House. Yes, Jay, yes. It, it's an interim report um, requesting the permission of the House just to expand the scope because all the clauses that we have in here um, fall outside the scope of the bill as um, as tabled as per the long title um, that was provided. So that's just to, to get our ducks in, in order for permission for procedural purposes. Thank you, Jay. So will it mean that we won't uh, invite public comment before we get the permission of the House? Uh, Chair, if, if the committee um, can give us that mandate to, uh, from an administrative point, continue um, with the publication immediately once the House has given that permission, we can do the, the work in the background um, and act on the committee's mandate because we will now only stick to the bill as per this um, committee meeting discussion um, and put those choices and those options in this format um, to the public. So um, we can, from administrative point, have everything ready to run once that has been given. And it, it doesn't have to come to the committee again if the committee so gives us a mandate. Thank you, Chair. Okay. So, uh, committee secretary, is it possible that we can get this committee report uh, passed by next week? Um, Chair, we, we have just sent the report. Um, it's not a long report, Chair. So we're thinking if 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 it's permissible today, or well, I'm just trying to just check if we have quorum and we do have, we can adopt it together with the one of the Child um, Justice Act regulations. We, we do have them ready. We just sent them, the one on the bill out now, Chair. Are you sure about the quorum? Yes, Chair, I've been double checking throughout. Um, we yeah. have yourself, Umamu Chele, Ramul Gweng, Umamu Utrahen and Honorable Chanj and Mr. Ngola is on the line. So we have six members. Oh, I did not see Honorable Chanj. I, th I thought he's gone. They, no, they've rejoined. We're trying to secure that with a quorum. Where is Honorable Ngola? He's using, he can, he can talk in the middle. Uh, sure. Oh, sure. I I'm allowed. The problem I have is that my phone just stopped functioning. So I'm using a different gadget. That does not belong to me. Otherwise, I'm, I'm in. Oh, no, 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 I'm happy. Can we put the reports, uh, honorable members, uh, both reports, so that at least they can serve before the programming committee tomorrow? I think uh, Honorable Janji would assist us uh, so that um, maybe by next week, uh, the first available space, the reports uh, are, uh, are presented to the house. Um, what is the time now? It's five to two. Can I can I allow five minutes for members to read the report? This interim report. Yes, Chair. We can start at two. No, I think Christine has raised her hand, Chair, but I was just trying to make sure you see. Oh. But let me leave the report. Yeah, Christine? 
Kristen? Sorry, when um, my I was muted. When you have the benefit of looking at something after uh, half a day, you see something. So under paragraph seven, I mean, perhaps I should raise this once people had the opportunity to. Yeah, there was just some some words I want to remove. Yeah, no, let's first read it before. Okay, no yeah. problem.
Can you start, Miss Silkstone? Um, yes, Chair. I just I wanted to remove the reference to the Drugs Act under uh, paragraph seven. Uh, paragraph seven. So it would, should read the bill as introduced broadly proposes to, and the colon would go there, and then the rest of the sentence would be, the rest of that would be deleted. And then obviously the bullet points would go underneath that, like that. Okay. Okay. Any further corrections? Are there corrections on page one? Let's go to page one. Okay. Wilma has a hand up. Uh, Honorable Nibu, Drakhan. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, it's not a problem per se, but point six. The committee held public hearings, blah, blah, blah. But I see no mention sorry. of how many. Sorry, sorry, Honorable okay. let's, let's deal with it page by page. Let's start on page one. That's okay. Are there any corrections on page one? Uh, page two, Honorable Drachens. Honorable Nibu, reference? Mine is on page three, Che. Oh, okay. Page two. Page three. Page three. Che. Number eight, I, I can't see because the one that I'm having here, it doesn't only have one to two pages, but if you have that one, it's on, I wanted to comment on Point eight. I don't know what page is this. The one that is you have now. What page point is that? Yes. It's page three as well, Che. Page three. Okay. okay. Am let's, I start to, let, let's start with Honorable Nivo Drachens and then they will follow. Honorable Nivo Drachens, you raised. Thank you. Yes, okay. thank you, Che. So page three. Bullet six, point six. The committee held public hearings, um, etc., but there's no mention of how many submissions were that the committee received and how many oral um, oral submissions as well. I think it's important that it should be included in the report. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Um, Ms. Silkstone, can that be included? Uh, yes, Chairperson. Um, okay. We will include that. Mamu uh, Chale. Thank you, Chair. Uh, on eight, uh, can you can yes, yes, yes. There's some there's there's the way we are saying uh, the Rastafarian faith, where it says provide for the cultivation and then go, okay, I want to go to Canipas by organization for religious purposes. Organizations, oh, okay. 
because uh, okay, it's fine for religious purposes in adherence to the Rastafarian faith. I'm I'm not sure if maybe I thought that, but because now of these organizations, I think that one is it. Uh, I wanted to find out if it accommodates even other faith uh, a formation. Is it oh, that organization? Is it covering the other formation except Rastafarians? Because you'll find that others they have not yet come out like. The Rastafarians, but mm-hmm. they use it for the faith purposes. So that uh, uh, organizations does it cover them? I just wanted to find out clearly, teaching, whilst we are here, all of us. Yes. Thank you, Christine. Uh, is that not fair? Um, person, that uh, paragraph eight is taken directly, the wording is taken almost directly from the amended long title to the bill. And we decided to keep it to that um, or keep it short and concise and not to go outside of that. And if you look at the new clause that we've added to the bill, it only deals with the Rastafarian faith. It doesn't deal with other religious faiths. The new inserted clause only deals with the Rastafarian faith. But are we not going to create challenges in the near future? Um, I'm not too sure if Ms. Lutz is here, but... Um, I, I, I'm Jay. Um, and... and so Dr. Lewis can also maybe just add to this, but uh, we can always, once we've received public comment on that, we can always ex- we can always expand on on that particular clause to be more inclusive. I don't know if Dr. Lutz would agree with me. Dr. Lutz. Thank you, Chair. I think um, I hear what members are saying and what Christine's saying, so I'll be guided procedurally just by uh, colleagues, but perhaps um, just hearing what members are saying, perhaps we can just say provide for the cultivation, possession and supply of cannabis plants and cannabis by organizations for religious purposes and then take out um, the qualification for now. That will allow the the committee some a scope within which to decide whether it is necessary to broaden it or keep it to the Rastafarian faith. But then, at least as I understand it, we won't need to go back um, for uh, for permission. So we we ask uh, the house for the commercialization, the religious exemptions, um, and the palliative care. So we keep it to those general areas, and then subsequent to what we get from public submissions, we can craft it around it without having to go back to the house. Thank you, Chair. So we, we changed the report and then we should go back to the bill because this one has been taken from the bill. Uh, Chair, I don't think we'll ha- we can we can need to go back to the bill. I think that the that provision that the committee just approved for for participation will allow us to gauge. Um, as Honorable Jelly now said, there may be groups that just have not come forward yet. The mm. Rastafarian faith, um, uh, 
the consultative advocate Roberts. So uh, currently that's what we have and from the previous um, consultations. But if any other group comes forward or we get anything from public participation, we can change that. But um, it's almost the idea of keeping the, the permission that we're asking general um, so that we can fit something specific in the general. But if we keep the, the request for permission specific, then we can't fit something general in the specific. So rather keep the, the request area just uh, religious purposes and then be guided from the responses that we get on the Rastafarian faith clause that is being proposed. Um, so I don't think, I think the bill as it stands um, will allow us to gauge that. Um, and if we just keep this then broad, then it gives the committee scope to amend where necessary. That would not be a good drafting uh, method approach to, to try and to be more accommodative than to just to respond based on the fact that people have come up. Some of them, they might be practicing that faith who are not Rastafarians and they have no resources. They don't even know that Zoom exists or parliament even exists. Yes, Chair, um, I hear where she is coming from. Um, I, I must admit that the Rastafarian faith consultations I wasn't part of, um, so I'm relaying what was said. We we can generalize that and make it um, organizations for religious purposes, but then uh, chair and the committee would have to um, give us the opportunity to recraft that and come back to the committee before we can go to public um, hearings on that. The clauses currently stand as, a, I think, a, a result of all the information we have had access to to date. Um, I, I don't want to presume that I know anything more about those faith areas than I do. And so I'll take guidance from the committee, whether the committee would like us to look at that, um, recraft it, bring it back for mandate for, uh, for publication, or to publish as is and then take from there um, inputs from the community and recraft it um, with your guidance, Chair. Thomas, what is your comment? Chair, Honourable Wilmer's hand is raised. Honourable Nicole Trachans. Um, thank you very much, Chair. And um, I know I haven't been around, so I have missed quite a bit. I just would like to say that the Rastafari community had a very strong presence and um, in the public hearings. And yes, there are possibly others who were not represented um, but are you know are participating in these aspects that are mentioned in this uh, in this report so maybe we can give um we can say the religion we add a comma so um apologies interpreters clarification So we can leave it as it is, or maybe then add other organizations, um, you know, the other ones who haven't, who didn't uh, participate. Um, so we can keep it general and then, add, and oh, sorry, so add a, a comma and then say, or other organizations who did not, or, you know, or a separate sentence in the, in our request. Because if we agree to make changes to the report, 
whether those changes, we should make those changes into the proposed bill before public comment. Yes, I'm aware, Chair. Um, although we are not allowed to look at this, uh, for instance, there is this issue of Rastafari and indigenous communities, which would cover most, um, then it becomes much more general. How is that, uh, Dr. Lutz? Chair, um, I, I hear the general sentiment being expressed, and that's completely a policy decision. I just don't have the know-how to indicate how that will affect the minister and the administration on that side. That's aspects that the department will have to guide us on. In theory, it's possible to, to expand. Um, that was there before, uh, but um, and then we took it to the religious-specific aspect to narrow it as per previous liberation. So yes, it is possible. I just can't speak for the department as to how we will have to nudge that to um, allow for effective implementation and administration. Um, but yes, it, it should be possible um, with the department's guidance. Uh, Christine? Sorry, my hand was, I hadn't lowered my hand, but I suppose what I would say is that this interim report is to request the House, the purpose is to request the House's permission to extend the subject of the bill. So we're actually asking the House to allow us to extend the, the subject in terms of allowing for a religious exemption. And yes. I... Um, it's a case of do we, I mean, I think as you've articulated, Chair, it's a case of do we want um, the bill to be crafted where it's broader or is it is it sufficient at this stage because we've had submissions from the Rastafarian community and they, as there were a very strong presence to let the bill that is published deal with the Rastafarian community, get the public comments and 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 also through our deliberations decide that maybe we want to extend it a bit further. But at this stage, I mean, Ms. Uh, Dr. Lutz would have to guide us as to how it would actually impact on the drafting now. Thank you, Chair. I think uh, 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 subject to correction, Chair, this uh, bill, we are still working on it. Mm. Yes, we are still working on it. We are looking at all the loopholes. Mm. I think I will agree with your view that, yes, uh, we might add there. We, in fact, we must add because we don't want a later to find ourselves that we have not yet, we have not completed our work. It's good that the there Rastafarians there come out clear because they really came uh, forward for this matter. But we are not saying we want to work only for the Rastafarians. It, they, in, the Rastafarians are our indigenous, uh, indigenous uh, community. Uh, but specifically, they've been using it, Bona, uh, uh, chair. 
but I'm um, sorry, I'm just, I've just, I know people who know, who don't know when I say Bona, I'm saying them, they've been using it. Uh, now, let's add on this one, because we won't be able to remove this. Let's add on this report that uh, like the Rastafarians and uh, the one that we have just talk, uh, talked about, the indigenous community chair. And then let's go back before we go for public uh, participation. That issue must be included. They all, if we don't, it will be left outside. That's my view, chair, because we can't work for, we are here for even other, we mm. uh, are a voice for other communities that are not able to get yes. Uh, uh, yes. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. There is a hand, a committee secretariat. Yes, thanks, Chair. I'm just trying to, to, to gather what, what, what colleagues and members are, are saying. So um, the purpose of the report, as Christine has alluded, is to ask for permission for, 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 for broadening the scope of the bill. Now, um, as I've just projected this part, we highlighted red. Uh, why can't we keep the scope in terms of um, 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 requesting the permission broad? The reason behind that, um, and not draft the inclusion of other communities, the reason behind that will be that the, the, when the bill was was, was published, the, the, the Rastafarian, the, the only faith um, organization that came on board and, and took part and strongly was the Rastafarian community. Now, after we have published this bill, if any other organization would come on board as well, uh, for in this period we are asking, will come on board and, and, and would want to be included, then they would be included. Then the drafting can um, 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 wedding for their organizations to be included. If we take out the red um, 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 highlighted part, it will, it will broaden the, 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 the scope that we are requesting. Because now we don't have organizations besides the Rastafarian organization uh, 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 that can assist with the drafting within You are cutting can receive the other organization, then we include them in terms of the drafting. That, that's what I was proposing. Uh, Dr. Lutz, can we include Rastafarian and indigenous communities? Uh, Chair, um, but I think then rather religious and indigenous communities um, yes. to broaden it instead of that. But I will have to ask permission uh, if the committee changes it like that to just get a mandate from the committee whether um, that clause then will have to be redrafted before public participation. Uh, because then I will have to um, just request uh, a, a, a CR to find out who in the department I can liaise with in Advocate Roberts's absence to not draft something that is not implementable from, from their uh, departmental administrative side, and then we will have to bring that back to the committee next week um, with permission chair. But I think I think to cover uh, everything, the report Dr. can Lutz, read. But Dr. Lutz, a bill is a, is now before Parliament. Yes, I hear uh, that chair. Yeah, it's not it's not the appeal. It's before Parliament, and Parliament would have to 
process the bill in the manner it deems fit. I hear that, Chair. I just can't take the argument with regard to the permits any further because I don't have that specific knowledge as to the administrative side of the permits and how that is dealt with. It's quite an extensive clause. Um, it's, I'm merely asking that indulgence because I don't have that direct knowledge that Sorrel has on that issue. Well, I'm talking about the report. What is in the report now? Yes. That, that that would be, that's for the committee to decide and completely within the committee's mandate. And if the committee wants it to read religious and indigenous, um, religious organizations and indigenous um, communities, then it's within the uh, committee's power to do so. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Is that in order, members? Yes, Chair, we agree that, let's put what you said. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, can I put the reports with all the amendments? Is there anyone who moves for the adoption of the report as amended? Chair? I so move, Chair. Uh, Honorable Mola moves. Any seconder? I move at a second, Chair. <laughs> Honorable Taylor seconds. Uh, can we take, can we flat the other report on the sexual offenses? No, child justice. <clears throat> Committee Secretary, can you flat the report on the child justice? Yes, Chair, I'm on it. It's just the technology is dealing with me. Just a second, Chair. Sorry. Okay. The report was circulated, I think, two days ago. It will be taken as read. Are there any corrections on page one? Ooh. On page two. Is there a move for the adoption of the report? Okay. I move for the adoption of the report. Honorable Taylor moves for the adoption of the report. Is there any seconder? Seconded, sir. Honorable Mola seconds. The report is duly adopted. Um, Honorable Janji, uh, you would assist us with, the, with this report finding their way to the house. Honorable Janji. Yeah, yes, I'm saying that we are asking you to assist us with this report finding their way to the house. For when, Chair? I think it will be next week because I don't mm -hmm. think, yeah, because yeah. the programming committee sits tomorrow okay. and Friday there is no sitting. 
But as long as it is with them, the programming committee, if they don't program it this term, it, but we would have done our work. Yeah, uh, maybe Sia can just help to forward so that I can uh, tonight check with the programming whip. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much uh, to everybody. Thank you, Dr. Lutz, uh, Christine, the Secretariat. Thank you, Honorable Members. Thank you to everyone who is on the virtual platform and to those who are watching at home. Thank you very much. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you.